0: Good evening. Good evening. My name is Lissette and I'm your host. Welcome. Welcome to the broadcast. Tonight we continue in the book, Altars, The Fire Will Never Die Out by Apostle Stephen A. Garner. I want to thank you for tuning in. I ask that you share the broadcast. I hope that you have been blessed by these books that I've been reading um, Apostle Stephen A. Garner has so many books that have blessed my life and that I'm sure will continue to bless your life. Um, for those of you that are interested, they are uh, at www.sagministries.com. That's www.sagministries.com. I just thought I'd, I'd say that because. He's comes out frequently with new books in which I have to order a few. So I just thought, um, I'd share that information. Uh, we are on chapter, the end of chapter one. I wanted to continue in the reading before we do. Uh, I'd like to pray for you. So please bow your heads. Father, we just adore you. And we thank you, Father God. We choose to to honor you. We choose to hear from you. We choose to learn from you. We choose to live uh, and stand and live an upright life, Father God. We choose to hear your voice. We choose to read your word. We choose to, Father God, sing your praises daily. And we're in all of you. So we ask, Father God, that you would give us Uh, ears to hear you clearly, Father God. Uh, Give us a new way, a new creative way, Father God, to receive from you on today, Father God, that your blessings from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit would pour into us and that you would heal every part of our every being. I ask, Father, you use us as conduits And you elevate us all, Father God, for your glory, that this word would go forth and would touch many people for your glory, and that you would catapult your people into their destiny and the purposes of God. And your word would live for generations to generations and would go forth, Father God, from person to person in this universe. We love you. We praise you. We arrest the airs in our, our environment. We ask, Father God, that you bless us with a creative um, gift and a word of knowledge and the tongue of the learned, Father God. And we ask that you bless us in abundance, Father God, for we are in expectations of you, in expectations of what our future looks like. We pray this, we claim it done, Father God, we have the victory because we are in Christ. Yes, uh, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. I start with Leviticus 9, 23, 24, Kings James Version. And it says this, And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. 24, And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar and burnt the burnt offering And the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. God gave a command to, in Leviticus 6.13, that upon the altar the fire was to never die out, but burn continually day and night. This was significant because God himself is a consuming fire. And his flames burn forever. One of the ways Israel was to have a manifestation of his presence was continual communication with him via the altar. God gave the desire to choose the specific materials that were to be used to build it. He also states, When, what was to be burnt and it specifically. This is so powerful. He speaks of this in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm and also the spiritual realm. Because when you go to the altar of the Lord, it's where you repent. It's where you ask for forgiveness. It's where you give your life to Christ. Um, it's where your old self dies and your new self, where you make a decision, you you your own free will, you decide, I want to change the course that I'm on and I want to better my life. It's where things die and things are born. Amen. There's a reference verse in Leviticus 9, 23, 24, bring out several truths That gives purpose to the altar. A corporate assembly is taking place and God is drawn to the gathering. His fire manifests in a tangible way and consumes the offering that was placed on it. The people saw it. Responded by shouting and they all fell on their faces in honor and reverence of his presence. Let's look at four specific benefits as a result of Israel's serving the altar according to God's mandate. It's amazing to me that they were in awe. It's just like in the Bible, when miracles were performed and people would go in total shock. And that's where we are today, except that many of us don't believe it. And so we have to be a people that believe that what God said he would do, he will do it. And when he performs miracles, he will do it. And when generational curses are broken, he will do it. Amen. And where something must die, something must live. Amen. It says here, the glory of God comes on the corporate gathering, which speaks of his honor and weighty presence. Our local gatherings need the glory of God in particular to fulfill heaven's mandate and the serving of our altar in prayer will assure us of having his glory. And then he carries on to say these these scriptures that are representative of his glory. But I must say that prayer is essential. It is so important that we continue to pray to God, not selfishly, but for others, interceding for others on the other people and their behalf. Um, And also sitting and listening to him um, because God does speak. Amen. The glory of God is a shield for us. Psalms 3.3. He's a shield. He protects us. The glory of God releases rank for the mission at hand. Psalms eight four five. Yes, he'll send you out and release a rank for the mission that he has, the purpose for which he has you on. The glory of God is great in salvation, which translates deliverance. So there's that. Psalms twenty one five. God's mercy. It's um, salvation, which translates to deliverance. Um, So as his glory is upon his people, his deliverance also comes upon them. Amen. The glory of God is our refuge, shield, or place of hope. Psalm 62, 7. It is so important that we know. That our refuge is in Christ Jesus. He's our shelter. And then he's the, we're the place of hope for us. So that we can continue to believe and have faith and be strengthened. Um, you know, I come from a, a family that nobody in my family served Christ. And I was the first one. And God will do that. He'll take the remnant. He'll take one person out of an entire family and he will use them for your, for his glory. And he's my shield. He's my place of hope. He's my refuge. He's my strength. And sometimes family that is not saved won't understand. So we need to have that relational, uh, that, that vertical relationship with Christ. Amen. The glory of God is his burn, burning presence that provides a hedge of for us. Yes. That's Zechariah 2:5. The glory of God, which is the burning That'll bring a hedge around us. Just think of a fire around us and it's brought a hedge around us to keep us protected from all harm. The glory of God provides a divine covering and guidance. So not only is he a covering over our life, just think of it as an umbrella on a constant basis. That's his glory. And, And then he guides us. So he opens up doors and he closes doors and he guides us in all truth. What needs to be open and what doesn't need to be open. The glory of God destroys enemy combatants. That's Second Thessalonians 1, 8, 10. Yes, he will destroy your enemies. Trust him. Believe him. Honor him. The ministry of the priest before the altar service as the catalyst for the glory of God to manifest. We need priests who know how to minister before the altar of the Lord. Amen. Jesus is identified in Hebrew 3.1 as the apostle and high priest of our commission. He had a personal cultural Culture of withdrawing to high places at night and interceding until the following day. Like we pray for 10 minutes. He would go into the mountains and he would go to these high mountains and he would pray all night. And then they would he would then appear during daybreak. You know, we find that it's a lot when we pray for 10, 15 minutes. And here is Jesus on the mountain praying all night long. If we were, you know, a third of who, what he did for us, we would be, oh my goodness. I think that, you know, he played a major price, but I think we can do a lot better. Let's just put it that way. I'm convinced that during these times of prayer, he was serving his altar not literal or physical, but that which was congruent with the command given in Leviticus 3, 6, 13. We know that his descendant from the high place or mountain was accomplished by miraculous manifestations. Amen. Now, he see how it's said here that he did not have an altar, like he didn't go to the church, sit in front of the altar and pray. He found a place up high in the mountain and he prayed all night. And for us, that may look a little different. It may be in our living room where we spend an hour or two or maybe even 30 minutes or 15 minutes where we are just having quiet time with him and we're praying, we're trying to listen, or it can be in your closet where you spend, you know, some time in the evening hour. He wakes us sometimes just to get our attention because he wants us to pray. And he wants us to pray at 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. This is what we're supposed to do as watchmen. So it is so important for us to take time out of our day or evening to sit in his presence and pray. And even if you if you want to sing a song or just listen to his small voice, or sometimes I just open the Bible, I ask for him to speak. And then I open the Bible and he's miraculously speaking exactly what I was going through during the day. I had certain things I needed to know, and he will be talking to me through the word of God. And... He does this audibly. He does this in the Bible. He'll, and I said it before, he does it in song. He does it on the radio. He does it in, in messages that are, people send you or give you. He'll do it through a commercial. Um, he'll through it, do it through dreams and visions and so on and so forth. Keep that in mind. Listen to him. Don't be consumed by listening to him one way. Be open to listening to him multiple ways and stay in his presence. You can talk to him all day long if you want, in your mind and in your heart. Amen. The fire of God breaks into the earth, and this is a result of him praying. So wait, when he talks about the manifestation, miraculous manifestations, he says, look, look and jot these down, look at, he says to see Luke 6, 12, and then 17, 19, and then he says Luke 9, 40, and then he says Mark 6, 51, and wait a minute, I have Luke 12, 17, 19, let's look at that one really quick, okay, bear with me, we're almost done, so it's, 6, 12. And it says one day soon after Jesus went up on a mountain to pray and he prayed to God all night at daybreak. He called together all of, of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. And then it says all their names now. Just think about it. He prays all night. God gives him revelation, and then at daybreak, he decides to make an army of men. Now, if God took twelve disciples to touch this entire world, what do you think he's going to do with the remnant that is listening onto him today? So he takes twelve disciples, and we, these weren't perfect people. These were fishermen. They were, you know. They had sin. They were broken. Some of them were lost. Uh, Peter had lied to him three times before the rooster crowed. I mean, crowed. He, he didn't pick perfect people. Don't feel like you need to be perfect. None of us are perfect. He picked 12 imperfect people to do his work here in the earth. So he can pick you and I to do the same. Amen? So then. He carries on, and this is 17, when they came out in front of the mountain, the disciples stood be, with Jesus on a large leveled area surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. There were people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem and from the far north as the seacoast of Tyre Tyre, and S- Sidon, and then he continues to say they had come to hear him and to be healed of their disease, and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. I mean, that's what you and I can do today if we have enough faith. The Bible says that we would do greater things here on earth to heal the sick, to raise the dead. To cast out demons, to um, heal those with disease. Amen. And then it says, everyone tried to touch him because he healed his, because healing power went out from him and he healed everyone. Isn't that powerful? I'm sorry, I'm just going to read this last part. And then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, God blessed you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. How about that? Amen. His blessings are upon us. And then, Of course, in this here, he speaks of the result. The fire of God breaks into the earth, is seen among the people, and God reaffirms his witness among his people. The manifestation of fire here is sanctified only on many levels. The first being the fire is synonymous with God's presence or person. Leviticus 9.24 highlights a fire that comes from the Lord to consume the sacrifice. Our willingness to comply with eternity and give God what he wants will always assure us of having his fire in our midst. The multitude of people are stirred to worship God And humble themselves before him because of his activity connected to the altar. And it is so important that we humble ourselves and pour and adore right back into God in worship, in gratitude, in adoration. And the reason why is because we're not glorifying ourselves for what he is doing. We are glorifying him. Because what he has done on the earth and it is blessing us internally, we are carrying this glory and he is using us as conduits to do his perfect will. So we need to honor, obey, glorify, worship him, adore him, and give him all praise for what he does here on earth. Amen. I'm going to finish up right now. It says, all legitimate moves of God that will touch the basis and provoke them to give oblation to the God of heaven requires a sacrifice. I believe that one of the major catalysts for this, besides the preaching of the cross is intercession of the saints. And that is crucial. We pray, 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 pray the Holy Spirit. When you don't know how to, what to pray, pray in tongues. The God, you are interacting with God. He's giving you, um, he can understand what you pray in tongues. Nobody else can. And he and you and him are interacting. Amen. There are moves orchestrated by the wisdom of men and they soon fizzle out. There are movements ordained by eternity and they tend to last for generations. The current trajectory of humanity in placing a demand on God's holy ones is to rise in the place of sacrifice through prayer and service, the altar of the Lord. A new movement is on the horizon. Will you be a catalyst to help push the masses to our King? Remember, a lot of us aren't in churches. It's okay. It's good to congregate in a church and it's good to have um, a ministry that you're under that flows in the fivefold ministry which is prophets, teachers, teach preachers, um, prophets, teachers, preachers, uh, uh, what else there's five of them. It's prophets, teachers, preachers, apostles, and uh, flow and deliverance. Um, there's five of them. And I'm just saying to you that it's okay for if you're not in a church, but it's good to go under a good. Um, apostle that, that, uh, you know, that hears from heaven and that has the heartbeat of God. But, and if you don't, you, you ask God to give you that partnership that you ask God to reveal to you. What church? Where to go? Who to? Um, who to connect to? Um, what ministry? Ask him, and he will do it. Lastly, it says here: I'm convinced that this Old Testament picture in Leviticus nine twenty three twenty-four 24 is a pattern for the church today, as we assemble corporately with the intention of getting heaven's interaction. And the region we represent, God will show up. Adherence to the protocols he has ordained will summon his glory. There will be displays of his power in a very notable way. Credence to supernatural influence. admitted, his people will flow and he will elevate their visibility within their and he will elevate their visibility visibility within their responsive territorial grids and that's right god gives you territory to pray over whether it's your home whether it's your neighborhood whether it's down the street whether it's the, the city you live in god gives you he puts something heavy on your heart when you feel weighed down and sad about something start praying cuz that means he's given you that mandate to pray on his behalf for your territorial grid amen the movement of people of high impact will manifest and god's fame will spread rapidly multitudes from near and far will be drawn they will come to worship and humble themselves before the true and living god the groans of the earth will be appear will be Appeased for God has now come out of his holy habitation and manifested himself. This people of God isn't a Bible story, but a literal history of covenant. People who understand the importance of building an altar unto God of heaven, unto the God of heaven. Amen. This is a covenant that we made with God and he made with us. And this is our mandate. Amen. May grace be imparted unto you as your journey through the revelation of the purpose of the altar in the chapters of this book. I pray that God richly bless you. I ask that he... Bring you revelation upon revelation through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I pray blessings from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I pray increase. I pray suddenlies in your life. I pray that God would show up and shine. I pray for a rush of of blessings, an outpour, um, a turnaround, an uprooting, an overturn in your life in the name of Jesus, may he richly bless you. May he cover you. May he anoint you. May he shield you and protect you. And may he show off in your life like never before in the name of Jesus. I pray this and I thank you and may God get the glory in your life. In Jesus name I pray. Amen.